0: Welcome to The Vital Podcast, where church revitalization is vitally important. Thanks for tuning in for proven and practical resources to help lead your church toward the fullness God has for them. This is a show where we not only come alongside to motivate you on your leadership journey, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to church health and growth. And now here's your host, Canon Mark Eldridge.
1: Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Vital Podcast. I'm Canon Mark Eldridge, and I want to wish you a happy New Year. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but uh, we're we're recording this on um, January third, sort of the first workday back from the, from the you know the Christmas season and being off, and uh, but just excited about the New Year. I hope you are as well. Um, here at Anglican Revitalization Ministries, which uh, which is run through the American Anglican Council, which I lead. Uh, we we're real excited about 2023 because we we're busier than we've ever been. Um, there just the, the 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 needs of of churches throughout the Anglican Church in North America recognizing the need for uh, we need renewal we need growth we need we can't just keep doing what we've always done and expecting different results and and uh, and so so you know we're we're busier than ever which is great. Um, one of the challenges to that is that for us we need to expand our our ability to meet those needs, and part of that is through growing the ministry itself and adding staff, which we're going to try, we're working on, but also uh, in expanding our partnerships with others who are doing the same kind of work. And to that end, I'm I'm excited to uh, to have on our podcast um, people from the Church Army again, Reverend Greg Miller, who is the um, director. Of, well, give me your title, Greg. But welcome, and give me your title.
2: National director. Hello,
1: <laughs> welcome, Greg, and uh, I'm just excited to have you have you here today. and And uh, Andrina, would you tell us uh, introduce yourself and tell us what your role with is, is with the uh, Church Army?
0: Yes, I'm Andrina Williams. Um, I'm executive director of the Alequippa Center of Ministry um, of Church Army, which is on Common Grounds Cafe,
1: located in Aliquipa PA. Fantastic, that's exciting. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you guys, and um, basically with with what I'm recognizing was what we do with Anglican Revitalization Ministry is we really are principle based. We take a principle based approach to working with local churches and say, "Here's the principles that that apply. That if you want to have a healthy, growing church, you need to put into practice in a balanced way these these vital aspects of church health." Hence, the the vital podcast. If you if you're new to the podcast, that's important for you to know. If you've been listening a long time, you already know that. But but these vitals of of, of church health that the, the the, um, but we we talk about the principles and help churches understand these principles, and then tr- try to figure out how to adapt them or apply them in their local context. The the V in the in the vision for the vitals is vision for evangelism, which is really emphasizes local mission. And and what I'm excited about we're talking to Greg and Andrina today is that that's really where my understanding. I want to hear from them, but my understanding is that's really where Church Army is. Really strong in helping local churches with that that area of, of 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 health in a church. Just by way, one more quick thing, and then I want to let them share is that again, if you've listened to this podcast before, you might have heard me say this, but we've a we've done a, a church we have a church health assessment that we offer in partnership with Asbury Seminary, and uh, that you know does a diagnostic uh, look at a church's overall health but i it's almost 100% of the churches we've assessed at this point in the ACNA have been the unhealthiest in this area of vision for evangelism that is again there may be one church that i'm forgetting or something but i mean it's it's almost universal that that's the area that most churches need the most work on and so so we talk about that a lot on this podcast and then what we do so that's a long introduction, but I, I, let me, let me bring, bring Greg and Andrina back in here and, and just, um, am I right in thinking about that? Tell me, uh, Greg, tell me about Church Army. I, we, I've had her Bailey on before. We talked a little bit about it, but there may be listeners who were like me who just really didn't understand what Church Army is. Is it, Again, I just really didn't know. I had, was it I, being blonde? I kind of, Salvation Army, Church Army, I don't even know. So, Tell me and our listeners more about Church Army and and specifically what you're doing in this area of helping local churches. I'm
2: going to get at that, Mark, from really talking about my experience in parish ministry. I served as a rector for 25 years and I began to realize that our church was pretty much irrelevant to our local community. We had people that loved to come together and have a nice liturgical worship service and good music and good sermons. But in terms of reaching our community, we weren't doing a very good job. And I, I like the fact that you said in talking about the, the visions, you didn't just say have a vision for, but you said put into practice these things. And that exactly. to me is a key. key. Um, the I mean, the Lord was starting to work on me in terms of that vision. And we also at that time, this was maybe seven or eight years ago, the AAC did make a presentation. Phil Ashey was doing them at that point in time yep. uh, to our whole diocese. And it was People were like, oh, this is really cool. This is great information. We really uh, recognize the need to do this. But what happened was, I think, once that vision was there, nobody had an understanding of how to put it into practice. Mm -hmm. So the vision just kind of sat there, and it didn't really go anywhere. And that, to me, kind of became, I guess, a point of some frustration, but also what, what can we do to help people put this into practice? And it was really after that I'd been to that uh, revitalization seminar that uh, I found out about Church Army. And just to make a long story somewhat shorter, um, Church Army and the Salvation Army did start about the same time in England to reach the poor and the, the uh, outcasts in London. And so our founder, whose name is Wilson Carlisle and um, William Booth, who started Salvation Army, were working together oh. uh, to have these parades, and then they'd lead to a field or maybe into a hall, and they'd preach the gospel, and people were, were being saved and coming to faith in Christ. And um, they each had a different response to the reality that they began to realize huh. was that the church, when the evangelized began, began, started coming into church, people said, wait a second, you know, we don't, we don't want those people in church.
1: Uh-huh. Yes. The
2: reality right. was that they were different And the church said, "We're not so much interested." So William Booth's uh, solution was to say, "Well, we're going to start a sort of a separate, non-sacramental organization called the Salvation Army, where people can come together and grow in Christ." Interesting. And so that's how Salvation Army got started. The founder of Church Army said, "No, this is the church's job. Um, We need we need the poor, and the poor need the church." And so his it was just kind of a, a different view of ecclesiology, I guess, in terms of the role of the church. And uh, Wilson Carlyle's matches more with mine. So uh, he began to try to discern how the church could better be trained to do this work, and essentially then began to train up evangelists for the Church of England. And uh, that's where Church Army in the U.S. is now trying to return more to that practice. We have People that have heard of Church Army may think of us as a recovery ministry, Mm. because we really had a vibrant one going in uh, Branson, Missouri, where we do the outreach stuff. And then we come and say to the church, will you uh, give us some money to do this? Uh, Because we're doing all this good stuff. But that wasn't the vision of our founder. And so what we've been doing is really shifting our focus to, yes, we're going to continue to do this. But. We we want to use the evangelistic work we're doing is to help train the church and help get the church more accustomed to doing this, so that you can kind of get through that roadblock of vision into practice. And I think the certainly just doing it, it's it may be somewhat scary for people initially, but as you begin to do it, you realize, hey, you know what, this isn't as uh, difficult as I thought it was going to be, <clears throat> and people just become more comfortable. Uh, talking with others, sharing their faith, and just being with people that they would not ordinarily be spending time with if they're just sitting in their pews on Sunday morning. So so Church Army, is we don't want to really look at ourselves as a parachurch organization, but really as an arm of the church, a way of training up the church to be more effective in evangelism, which, as you've said in other contexts, the church has got to wake up and realize we can't just put a sign out front and expect that we're going to see uh, people come to faith in Christ. We need to be getting out there and doing things. So uh, that's a, a short summary. Uh, yeah. And the Lord let, led me then from parish ministry to work with Church Army. So thank God for that.
1: Greg, that is fascinating to me. I'm I, again, I. That's I learned a lot right there, and I, I would imagine those listening did too. And just the but the 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 name now makes sense to me. It's Church Army to like helping the local church do the work, not doing a separate thing. Which so it sounds like you're you as a minister are getting back to the original vision, which is which is typical. I mean, I want to get off on a tangent here, but you know, life cycles of organizations, life cycles of churches. It's you know, getting back having that clear clarity of vision. Can, anyway, so that that's exciting to me, and it's again it just affirms the sense of because that's really what what Anglican revitalization ministries is all about as well, and um, and th- you, you said something that was really interesting. Oh, th- I'm gonna try to do this quickly uh, and then bring Andrina in. But I um I I've, I've shared this teaching in different contexts, but the so many of our churches, well, all of our churches in America, in our Anglican churches. We 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 experienced a time in America, most of us, where the church really didn't have to do evangelism because what happened, and I won't go to the long version of it, but but so much through through the 1900s, the message to the local church was: parachurch ministries will do evangelism. If you want to do evangelism to the colleges, you give to intervarsity. You want to do teenagers, give to young life. If you want to do homeless, give to church army or salvation or whatever, you know, so, so you, there's experts. So so the local churches, you, you support with money, they'll do the work. And, and so just that became the norm. And so no one was trained in how to do evangelism. No one talked about it. We talked about it, but didn't have to do it. We were doing it, but through others, well, that was never God's plan. The local church, nothing wrong with parachurch, but the local church is, has always been God's plan a for Establishing his kingdom. So, anyway, I can go off on that, but but um, but totally on the same page here. Um, so, Andrea, tell tell me and us uh, the listeners about you and and how you, what's your involvement and maybe what is the the ministry that you're leading there with the coffee shop and everything. How is that kind of putting actually putting it into practice instead of talking about it?
0: Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so my name is Angina Williams. I'm the executive director of the Aliquippa Center of Ministry, which is on Common Grounds Cafe. And we also have a park or a um, garden called Spring Street Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are located in Aliquipa PA. Um, Greg, you did such a beautiful job of explaining <laughs> church army and literally the essence of why we get to do what we get to do. You know, I think it's really important that we recognize as a body of Christ that we first need to acknowledge where our um, poverty is in our relationship with Christ, the places that we are lacking, you know, our places of brokenness that we still walk into, you know, and walk through and operate out of every day. When we're able to recognize those and take those to the Lord, Mm -hmm. um, it kills like our, our, prejudices and the things that keep us from like doing actual ministry with people that are different from us and not necessarily just people that look differently than us, but whether it be socioeconomics, you know, whatever it is. Um, but so at, at Uncommon Grounds Cafe, um, it is just literally a place in the community where people can come and just be. Um, we're a coffee shop. Uh, we serve breakfast and lunch. Um, our coffee's really good. It's only 50 cents. It's better than wow. Starbucks. Um, <laughs> you will find that out when you come in a couple That's- of weeks. Um, but it's literally there's and where we're located in our city um, is on a street that there's really not many places for people to just come in and be and congregate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it literally serves as like a community center. Um, people um, of all walks of life, you may have a, a doctor and his wife having um, breakfast with uh, next to someone that is having a meeting with their caseworker to get their kids back. Um, it's just a place where people feel safe. Um, you can feel the presence of the Lord when you come in there. Um, it's just a place for people to be. Um, the beautiful thing about being able to do this ministry here for me is that this is my hometown. Um, My parents are from here. Um, My dad um, was a community activist and he did community development work and here for many, many years. And so I kind of get to walk in the footsteps of that. And it's a lot of my family here. So I get to serve um, personally, Mm -hmm. personally, my people. But what I also get to do is I get to invite the local churches to do it with us in a way that's not threatening. You know, it's just like coming down and hanging out, helping out with an event that we're having. Um, Because a lot of times people do want to get involved in outreach, um, you know, in doing work, but they're just nervous. Like, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? You know, I don't want to do the wrong thing. Like, it it can be a little overwhelming. Um, So we get to have a place where we invite people out. And, like, I think the church recognizes that it's our responsibility to take care of our communities. But again, how do you do it?
1: How do you do it? Right. That's yeah. great, Andreena. Thanks. So so awesome you're doing that. And and um and again, that's what when we do, when we do, do revive in a congregation, you know, do our workshop and our seminar, we'll help church, churches identify the need, but then say how how specifically can we do what Andrina's right. doing in your community? Um, right. and just real quick, I want to ask a question. I'm watching the clock a little bit here, but but um but maybe, Greg, you, you said something earlier about the church army, you know, really reaching the poor and kind of has an has a, uh, association with that, which is fantastic. People who know my story have heard me speak and teach and, and everything will know, you know, my church really, really was, you know, the fo- our focus was on those lower income. A lot of people with addictions and things like that. But, but uh, let me ask you, just ask you the question, when you work with a local church, um, do you work with them specifically on how to reach poor people or homeless and that kind of thing, or or do you help them reach whoever God would would have in their community? In other words, because everyone everyone what I learned is everybody's uh, poor. Everyone's broken. Some are some are visibly broken, and some are invisibly broken. So right. need to be. Yeah, it really um, is. So tell me, tell, just, yeah. so just people don't. So I don't want people to. Well,
2: yeah. just answer the question, I'll I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> it really is uh, you know, who the Lord has you in contact with in your community and where the needs are. Uh the last church I served in was in the New York metropolitan area, and it was mostly upper middle class. Uh so when you think when if we say the least, the last and the lost, people always do think of people who are uh poverty stricken, homeless, perhaps uh addicted to drugs or something like that. But a, a wealthy businessman is equally lost as somebody who's looking for a place to live, and so you really have to pray through, pray over your community, and ask the Lord. You know, how can we be effective in bringing Christ to this particular community? And there's uh, there's not a cookie cutter answer to that, and you just be sensitive to where the Spirit is leading. And, um, and I think you find that the Lord opens up doors for you uh, that you perhaps hadn't anticipated. We ended up uh, starting a. Um, support group for those who are caring for people with mental illness, okay. which I uh, found out was a big need in our community. nobody was talking about it, but once we started the ministry, just people kept coming because mm-hmm. they they wanted a place they could talk about this um, with other people that knew what they were going through and so it was um, you know, it was a real vibrant ministry uh, for us to establish and it 's you know whatever whatever is needed in your particular community uh, so it 's don't close your mind in terms of who it is that uh, the Lord wants you to reach or how you want to reach them. It might be by establishing a Christian businessman's or, or just a businessman's group that then has Christians in it that uh, begin to have the opportunity to talk with other business, business right. people. So
1: what we emphasize is that when you've got to listen to the Lord and understand your community, once you once you understand or define specifically the who God's calling you to reach, go to evangelistically then you build your strategy from there. You don't start with a, a program or a strategy. You start with the who. Again, you know, it's First Corinthians 9, uh, 22, to the week I became weak to win the weak. I become all things to all people in order to you know, win some to Christ. So the point is that, yeah, you 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 adapt based on the who. So that's, that's fantastic. Well, listen, I, I, I'm going to wrap up here, but I want to um, – part of the reason we're I'm talking to – Greg and Andrina today is because, um, I'm super excited to be coming up to, um, uh, Ambridge in the Pittsburgh area, uh, to be teaching, uh, on church revitalization and church renewal at Trinity school for ministry, graduated from there in 2000 and haven't been back since. So, uh, to almost 23 years since I've been back and I'm really looking forward to that. But anyway, the point is I'll be there uh, on January 19th and the 20th at Trinity school for ministry. Um, and um be doing, teaching on the on, on these topics on on revive and so if you're in the, that area and you'd like to know more about church revitalization um more about what we're talking about here there's a lot more to it than just the evangelism piece uh, then then go to trinity school for ministries website and, and sign up for that um, that event and and uh, it's on church renewal with, with me, Ken and Mark Eldridge. But the point is, uh, Greg and Andrina are going to be there and and, uh, and and partner with me in that. And they'll have a little bit of time to share as well. So so we'll we'll you get to hear a little bit more from them as well. But we're real excited about that. Um, and if you want more information in general just about Revive and Church Revitalization, go check out www.churchrevive.org. And you can schedule a call with me about, you know, doing something with us uh, this year in 2023. And um, anyway, so, so, uh, Greg, would you share, is there a way for people to contact you directly if they have more questions or? It, you can do that through
2: our website, which is www.churcharmyusa.org. So it's a little bit long, got to write all that out there, but okay. uh, you can find information out there as well. Um, uh, my uh, i'll give you my email address is Miller at churcharmausa.org so there's no uh, capitalization or anything like that no punctuation but
1: sounds great happy well, to do whatever we can that's right well that's both both of us i mean uh, uh, both, both organizations um we're here as you've heard me say before many times on this podcast we're here to serve you you guys out on the front lines uh, leading your churches, whether it's clergy or lay people, you, you're, you're doing the work and we exist to help you and support you and equip you and come alongside and partner with you to see God, uh, his kingdom come through your local churches in greater ways. So anyway, God bless you guys. Have a great 2023, uh, reach out to us and let us, uh, any way we can help you. And if you're in the Pittsburgh area, uh, J- January nineteenth, twentieth, come out to Trinity School for Ministry. So, thank you, thank you both for joining joining us on the podcast today. A pleasure. God bless, Mark.
0: You've been listening to the Vital Podcast, a podcast of Anglican Revitalization Ministries, a division of the American Anglican Council. Be sure to share this podcast with other Anglican pastors and lay leaders who are also on the journey to church health. For more information on Anglican Revitalization Ministries and all it has to offer, be sure to visit www.churchrevive.org.